We welcome you back to the Two Guys Named Chris Show. Lisa Lanier is our official attorney. The segment is called Lawyer Up. She joins us every week at this time to go into several legal cases, including a great email from a P1 this week. I'll tell you this, though. Dave had a question. This is about women's... And, and, and this is not nothing to do with the law, but we can ask Lisa about this. Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> Are you sure this is what? I didn't mean for it to it's come not here. Appropriate. You're this right, may not, not be the forum. No, she's a professional. It's inappropriate. She's a pro, but I'm going to ask her because she's so great. <laughs> This is Dave's question now. We were talking about, uh, hey, Lisa, how are you? Good to talk hey, to you. Good morning. I can't, I can't wait for the question. I don't know if you heard this, but uh, women at Wimbledon are now going to be allowed, to, instead of wearing all whites, they can wear dark underpants because if they were having their menstrual cycle, they said it was you know embarrassing. And well, it could, made them nervous. made them nervous. Could and, be an issue. And they would actually skip their menstrual cycle intentionally, which was news to us that you even could. Uh, during Wimbledon week, during that two-week period, they could be there, the fortnight. So then Dave said, off the air. <laughs> yeah. Words that hung in the air. That <laughs> <laughs> you had no answer for. <laughs> and we're going to ask you because you're a woman, okay? Are you prepared for this? We're going to ask you. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Can a woman urinate with a tampon inserted? This is a serious question. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lisa, you're not going to do this in court, are you? Order. Order. Two different holes. Order. Order. Uh. Two different holes. <laughs> oh, okay. Two different things. She mm-hmm. says two different things. See? Okay. Two different holes. Okay, little so. pee hole. Little pee hole. Then the hole where the tampon goes. Okay, all right. Just Here. pretend we're pre adolescent boys. Okay, that's it, Lisa. <laughs> Which one has the teeth? <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, I want to thank you for keeping this above board and not. Thanks for not embarrassing us. Yes. All right. She's laughing loudly bad. at us. That could have gone badly. She's laughing at us. We could have been embarrassed by that. Do you know the last time something that embarrassing happened? This is years ago now. I've told this before, but once we were out of. You may not know this, Lisa. Chris Dim and I were uh, opening a water park, an official opening of a water park. Uh, it was Memorial Day weekend, you know. And we were out there with a lot of dignitaries, a lot of the... Uh, I mean, the big bosses from the water park company and our company, yeah. as well as media. Tons of media. They had added some rides. Yes. You know, it's a big deal. We were out there. It was huge. They cut a ribbon on a ride, all this kind of stuff. And I was wearing a stark white Two Guys Named Chris t-shirt. And a guy who worked for the Fox affiliate, actually, was his name's Jeff Varner. He was pretty famous at that time. He was on Survivor. And then he was working for the Fox affiliate covering... The festivities came up, and we had met him a couple of times. And he came up to me in front of the radio station dignitaries, in front of the water park dignitaries, power circle, the mayor, <laughs> cameras, <laughs> cameras rolling. And he came up and I said, "Hey, Jeff, how are you?" He goes, "I'm good. You got a giant pube on your shirt." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ha, 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 ha. "He goes, seriously, dude, you got a giant pube right there on your shirt." And I looked down at it, and he was laughing much as you laughed when we asked about the the urination and Minzy's question. And uh, I picked it off while cameras, you know, all the the clicking. Of, I picked it off, and, you know, took it over to the trash can. While the other, uh-huh. even more powerful people, kind of made awkward conversation. Should be a nice weekend. <laughs> Yes, you guys, beautiful uh, weather all day, all weekend long. Oh, you guys got lucky this weekend. Oh, my goodness. 
And that's why we can't get real celebrities. That's right. That's right. And that's when Chris Dim said, boy, Jeff, that could have been embarrassing. I'm glad you pointed that out. (laughs) (laughs) That that was that type of reaction when you laughed at our question, which was so serious. Um, Well, you know, I I know Jeff. I went to high school with Jeff. You know, his survivor days, you know, he's not known for his discretion. That's right. That is a fact. I forgot you knew Jeff. That's exactly right. Well, if you ever see him, tell him we said hey. Uh, Please. Oh, and please tell him that that pubic hair comment is like, still in the water park. Hit, hit like a fist. Yeah, it's still there. They actually they roped it off. Yeah, just, well, nobody wants to touch it. It's, well, you it's know they're probably like the they're probably, fame. I never go away like cockroaches. Right, oh, yeah, just right there. An email you from. Know, um, oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, I just have to I have to give you one more little piece of that anatomy lesson. There's a third hole where the poo comes out. Just so you know, <laughs> Lisa. Lisa, please. Is this the uh, Fun Time Friday part? My God. <laughs> this is worse than our Hootie and the Blowfish contest, <laughs> <laughs> which was terrible earlier. All right. All right. We, all right. Let's all get, right. Let's email. Get, let's, email. Oh, that's it. Let's get into some legal issues. Yes, an email from a P1 named Long, Lawn Chick 22. Lawn Chick, like mowing the lawn. She says, a bit long here, but an interesting email question. She says, I took my 2003 Toyota Tundra to a trusted body shop, one that I've used a number of times over the years. Really good guy, does great work. The job was to remove all the dents and paint it. I have over 300,000 miles on this truck. I love it. It's in top-notch shape, except it needed a paint job, needed the dents taken out. I wanted to make it look showroom new. She says, now, I don't have the luxury of an advertiser like some guys who have an Acura to fix their... Oh, that's pointed (laughs) right at you. (laughs) That's a slap, isn't it? Yes, that is pointed. So I, of course, have to pay for this job. The deal was he'd paint it when he had time, since this is going to be out of pocket, no insurance, of course. And he said he'd just get to it when he gets to it. I said, okay, that sounds good. Trust him. I've used him before. Well, around the time I dropped it off, apparently he became quite busy, so much so that this one-man operation had to hire a second person to help. Long story short, he's still in possession of my truck. I dropped it off in December of 2020. That's how long he's had my truck. We're closing in on two years now. My truck is in his possession. Got no contract. Not an exact amount he's going to charge me. He's a great guy. I've always trusted him. I've called him many times. He's like, I'm just too busy. I'm too backed up. I can't get to it. The estimate was ballpark. It was verbal. Uh, apparently, he's so busy, he's he's been able to get to the dents. They've been removed, 50 small dents, and it's been sanded down for painting. And the body, the bed, part of it has been painted, but he's still got to do the front and then put it all together. And the last time I saw it, it was in three different pieces. That was interesting. When they did my Acura, we'd go over there. It was, I mean, it was all over the garage. Yeah, yeah. I remember Dis- the photos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Disassembled. That's what they do. They disassemble it. It's like, I mean, I didn't know how they're going to put it back together. They did. I mean, really something. She says, I've had to turn in the tags and drop the insurance because he's had it so long. I just want the job done to get my truck back. I'm sure I'm going to have to take it to my mechanic now once it's done because he's had it for two years. It's just been sitting for two years. I think it's going to need gaskets, belts, et cetera. <laughs> She's going to need points, <laughs> plugs, all of those things. Want to start. I don't even want to think about all that stuff. Is there any recourse? I want to hire a heavyweight here. Let's mm. go to Lisa Lanier and see what she has to say. What do you think, Lisa? That's a, that is an interesting question, but she has no contract or anything. What are your thoughts on this? 
Well, I mean, you take a car in like that, you don't typically have a written contract. I mean, usually you'll at least get a, a printed estimate, but even that, they often, you know, go way beyond that because they find other problems and that sort of thing. So I'm not concerned that she doesn't have a written contract because the verbal agreement, mm-hmm. as long as she had a price in there, uh, and there's a reasonableness clause that would just be built in by operation of common law. This two-year thing would be unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she, so he's breached the contract, but she wants her truck, right? She doesn't want to, she doesn't want to have to take him to court. I wouldn't think, right. I mean, that recourse is ultimately small claims court is her ultimate recourse. And I've actually posted a link on uh, my linear law group, Facebook and Instagram. If she wants to go there, mm-hmm. it's a guide that's put out by legal aid of North Carolina. It tells you step by step how to take somebody to small claims court, do it yourself. And uh, that, so if, if she can't work it out, that's her ultimate recourse. But I would think she wants to work it out. And from the tone of her email, it sounded like they're friends, mm-hmm. like they've known each other a long time. Mm-hmm. So I think what I would do, like if you know the guy, you know, like he drinks Bud Light or something, I think I would take him a six pack of Bud Light. And mm-hmm. I would say, look, man, this is really, it's gotten out of hand. It's jeopardizing our friendship. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really not fair to me. Let's set a deadline. Maybe, you know, maybe he's concerned too. Maybe he has concerns that he's never going to get paid or that he hasn't in two years had any payment. You know, so maybe hear him out a little bit about it, see if he can set a deadline, maybe offer to make him, you know, a, a small payment toward w- for what he's done so far, something mm-hmm. to figure out what, where this went wrong. Because some, somehow along the way, it sounds like something went wrong, not just that he's busy. How can he be that busy for two That's years? Right, exactly. Yeah. I think there's more to it than that. I think maybe he thinks that, you know, she's trying to not pay him or trying to get something hmm. for nothing. You never know. I don't know what his, I don't know what his story is. Interesting. But... I would try to work it out. If she cannot ultimately work it out, she would succeed taking him to small claims court. But, I mean, what's the, you know, the ultimate value of a, uh, you know, car that, a truck, that age with that many miles, maybe what, about six or $7,000. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, if he gave it back to her, you know, I don't know what kind of shape it would be in. It's just not, it's not something that's worth hiring a lawyer for because you have to pay lawyers. That's why I say if ultimately if you need to, Resolve it in court. Do small claims. Go that route. Follow that guide. All right. Small mm. claims. But before that, just kind of... Uh, Bud yeah. Light Summit it. Bud Light Summit. Exactly. Or and, and pay a little bit. Oh, you've taken the dents out. Let me pay for that part pay of it. Pay for that and then have it towed. You know, get one of those towback trailers and get whatever you can on it. The pieces, the parts, and take it somewhere, <laughs> take it somewhere else. On it. Take it somewhere else, I guess. Y- eventually, it's going to go there, I think. I mean, it's taken that long. We have a mechanic. She's going to need... Plugs, points, bearings, valves, rings, starter switch, ignition wires, water pump, fuel pump, oil pump, clutch, clutch bearings, clutch plates, brake lining, brake shoes, brake drums, radiator hose, and radiator hose cover. All right, so no big deal there. That's good. Get that down, that's right. We talked earlier this week, too, about a, a video game, just kind of a startup video game guy who has started a game called The Store is Closed and released a preview for it, kind of a trailer for it. It's uh, based in the in England, guy named Jacob Shaw. He came up with this idea of being stuck in a furniture store that is closed. He has raised a ton of money to get the video game out there on Kickstarter. Well, Ikea got a look at it and said, wait a minute, this looks a lot like one of our stores, an Ikea store, and they say he's breaking copyright law. Now, he never mentions Ikea by name, but it's they say, well, it's obvious it's a Scandinavian furniture store, and that's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins here? I said earlier this week, I think that they will 
big lawyer them to death, and the, this guy they was able to find them. They, they did. Yeah, they already did. They did. Yeah, the the forty billion dollar Scandinavian furniture company sent cease and desist letters, and they've already worked out a deal. So the it, so the video game does look just like IKEA. It has a yellow and blue sign, just mm-hmm. like IKEA. Mm-hmm. It's laid out like IKEA, and it sells Scandinavian furniture. So I mean, it is pretty much like mm-hmm. mayhem in the IKEA, you know, instead of the source. Well, place. if you say so. But, <laughs> but, yeah, this guy, he you know, he's he's just raised like sixty four thousand dollars to launch this thing. He does not want a big lawsuit with forty billion dollar IKEA. Mm. So he has already agreed to make modifications. He's going to change the sign colors. He's going to change the layout a little bit. He's going to make it obvious that it's not IKEA, and so it'll all be resolved. No lawsuits. Yeah, that's you know. But mm-hmm. let's say if they had taken him to court, I mean, if he, let's say he had the money to fight, they'd win. Do you think because it looks so much like an IKEA? I don't know. I actually think he might have won. There's a bunch of cases that say your trademark, if it's in a completely different industry and it's not making people think that they've endorsed this product or anything. And there's no not going to be any brand confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually a lot like they don't have a you know they don't have a trademark on Scandinavian furniture. There's lots of Scandinavian furniture stores, and they don't have a trademark on the colors blue and yellow. They only have them in that configuration, which these people did not. You know they didn't use the word IKEA. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he may very well have won this game maker if he had fought it, but he just couldn't afford to fight it. I'm sure. Well, so he just changed it. I just that's a problem for Seems me. Seems like if nothing bad happens in the game, it's not murder. Well, it is. is. No, no, it's it's murder. Murder. Yeah, it's murder. Okay. It's, it's murder. murder. And they that, that would play into it too. You right. wouldn't want that in your store. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. That's the thing. He's running. You're running from like killers and yeah. monsters and stuff in the game. So that's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to just shop in a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are these games yeah. that people build. Stuff and they build furniture. <laughs> this game is terrible. This is just going like going to IKEA. 